0: Now, Dr. John, our favorite doctor in the whole world, joins us right now. How are you doing, Doc?
1: I'm doing great. I'm looking at a Western omelet next to me on the seat that they made at the hospital for me. It has no cheese. I'm not having any toast. So keep going with those low carbs, Bob. Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, And and you enjoy. Uh, A couple of questions. First of all, RSV, what is it? We're hearing more about it. And is this something we should be concerned about?
1: Yeah, I mean, what is amazing how educated we're all getting on, on all these viruses. I mean, obviously, RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, I won't get into all the, the details of what syncytia are, but it's uh, it's basically a virus that's very tenacious and holding on to the uh, respiratory lining of the... Uh, sorry, I, got, I forgot to put my seatbelt on. Terrible example for the public. Okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the deal is this. RSV is a disease that afflicts, children, particularly ex-premature babies, all right, so ex-premies that have very weakened lungs uh, and others can get a condition called bronchiolitis, and the presentation of that for the moms out there and others who take care of little kids is, is predominantly wheezing and, and tachypnea, rapid respirations, and I actually haven't seen a lot of it. I take care of a ton of kids, um, and uh, the actual, you know, kids coming in breathing more than 60 times a minute and wheezing and and guess what? They respond to very e- an easy treatment, which is prednisone, right? Or prednisolone in children. So people really shouldn't be panicking about RSV. If it's a it's a matter of just getting your hands on on some steroids, which is prednisone, and every doctor knows that. In some cases, they need to get on a nebulizer treatment if they're if they have particularly susceptible lungs. But yeah, we're seeing some ad- adult cases of RSV along with influenza. And, of course, along with the COVID coronavirus, which is the co- another common cold virus that we now call COVID. Um, so it's uh, <clears throat> amazing to me that people are scrambling to try to get tests done. This is, i got to get this message out loud and clear to everybody. I don't care what, what they have, frankly. It's all based on the clinical presentation in the office. I don't get any of this swab-up-the-nose stuff that they do in the hospitals and everywhere else. These moms are bringing their kids into the hospitals. They shove all these swabs up. They, oh, your child has influenza. Your child has COVID. Your child has RSV. It doesn't change what's going to be done with the kid at all, or with you as an adult if you get sick. You're going to use the same stuff we've been using for decades in medicine. Um, essentially, here's, here's the key. So stay hydrated, number one. Dehydration is the main reason people with the flu get in the hospitals. They don't, they're losing fluids without even realizing it. So being hydrated with healthy things like you know, broth. Chicken broth, beef broth, bone broth—not Gatorade, which has got too much sugar. All right. So, staying hydrated, number one. Staying on the vitamins that help to prevent these things in the first place: high levels of vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc. I've talked about that. That really—they help with all the vi- all the viruses, not just coronavirus or COVID. And number three, if you're susceptible, if you're having lung problems, then get on the prednisone early to reduce the inflammation. You may or may not need an antibiotic such as the z pack that everybody gets um, or ivermectin, which is very difficult to get, but just as efficacious as Zithrimex. So, so there's things we can do, Bob, to keep them out of the hospital. I do believe a lot of this is still fear-mongering, um, and, and, and again, fear changes human behavior. All right. We all know that.
0: All right. Let me get to this one. Uh, strep a strep a in the united kingdom they say it is circulating is that something we should be concerned about here
1: strep a is also known as strep pyogenes and it's what causes strep throat okay um uh, so there's a gazillion types of streptococcus and it's something that we all love learning in medical school but yeah i mean you're going to see some people with severe cases of strep throat we've we've got a few cases here again easily treated One of the few conditions that still responds to the good old-fashioned shots of penicillin, mind you. I mean, we don't use penicillin for a lot anymore, but, dang, it can knock out a strep throat. So can it pack. back. I don't get all the clamoring, all the uproar, all the concern about diseases that are still easily treated. I, I swear, I think they're trying to just create a frenzy so that people, when they get sick, you know what they're really doing is they're driving... Driving people to get vaccines is really what they do. Oh, look, there's an uptick in influenza. Everyone go get your flu shots, which in 99% of the time aren't even effective anymore. They're chasing their tail. Every time they come up with a new flu shot, they seem to go further away from whatever they're trying to chase well, with the it, latest sparring of influenza.
0: They recently announced in L.A. County if they get uh, a 10% uh, tick up in hospital populations of people that uh, are sick with the flu or RSV or whatever, uh, they're going to make a mask. They're going to make mask wearing masks, a mandate. That's L.A. County. But the CDC, they're talking about masks again. Um, do you think it's a, a good idea?
1: After Anthony Fauci said it best, they do nothing to protect us from these respiratory viruses other than the well-fitted N95 mask that none of us are wearing in the hospital. Actually, I haven't worn a mask myself in a couple of years. But no, this is just more creating the same, the same mindset that, uh, you know, we need to be fearful, we need to quarantine. Guys, forget about quarantine. And please, yeah, the masks are ineffective, <laughs> ineffective at best. Harmful, honestly, to the society as a whole. We've already been over that. Very harmful to children. Very harmful to people who need to get adequate oxygenation, such as people with emphysema and asthma. Putting masks over your face, not a good idea. All right. People with allergies, et cetera. You need to be breathing fully with your normal oral pharyngeal apparatus, your nose and your mouth. Okay, so... That said, I mean, fear is driving the train right now, and I want to tell everybody out there, stop testing for COVID because COVID has become a very benign disease, like I saw in the 1980s in medical school when we first learned about coronavirus. So testing for COVID means nothing. It means you've got a cold. It doesn't change how you behave. If you're sick and have a fever, stay home. If you're not, you can go to work or go to school. It's that simple. Don't be quarantining, and please don't get that Paxlovid. And please don't rush out for more COVID booster shots, which are not doing any good except for propagating the spike proteins that we don't need any more of in this country elsewhere
0: all right final question dr john we know you're busy um there's a drug shortage going on we don't have enough manufacturing in the u.s it's you know everything from simple antibiotics uh to more exotic things but the but the bottom line is whether it's supply chain or what manufacturing we just we don't have enough drugs especially if there's an outbreak of something what can we should we do what's your advice
1: well, I don't want to start telling people to stockpile too much. I know I've got a lot of listeners and people who take have the ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine in their homes. Uh, in event we get got another lethal variant. Um, I can tell you, one thing, there's a drug shortage, and there's also overpricing. I went out to get vitamin D the other day at a local pharmacy, 20 bucks for a bottle of vitamin D. That used to be $5 just a couple of years ago. So we've got two things going on. We've got price gouging, and we've got, yes, selective shortages, especially for independent doctors like myself trying to get stuff. I would say the same advice I'm going to tell everybody every day is make sure you guys are getting plenty of rest, plenty of a healthy diet, right? Keep the carbs to a minimum, healthy fluids, and, and learn how to manage stress, get plenty of exercise. These primary measures, if you keep yourself fit, then ultimately when you get an infection, your immune system is going to be able to fight it. All right? I, there are shortages of medications, and it starts to panic people, but we have no con- I have no control over it, and I don't think you do either. Maybe with the next presidential administration, we're going to take some measures with Big Pharma to start seeing what are you guys doing, uh, you know, out there that you're not allowing us to get cheap generic drugs anymore, and you're making us have to pay thousands of dollars for the expensive stuff that that we just can't afford. It's it's, it's there's a whole lot of reform that needs to go on with the pharmaceutical industry.
0: Well, we we always appreciate your information and your advice, Doctor John. Uh, stay safe, my friend. Keep fighting the good fight, and we hope to hear from you again soon.
1: God bless. Hope to talk to you. If not, have a happy Advent. We'll talk to you
0: around Christmas. God bless, man. Take care. Right on. God bless you and your family, Dr. John. Appreciate it. Hydrate. Take your vitamins. Get plenty of rest. Don't let stress get to you. All right. You sound like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, brother, don't forget. Do your push-ups and say your prayers, too. Well, there's a little macho man in there, too. Yeah, there is, too. do yeah. Slim Chimps. There are too many of them. <laughs>